Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم تلك إذا قسمة ضيزى إن هي إلا أسماء سميتموها سميتموها أنتم وآباؤكم ما أنزل الله بها من سلطان إن يتبعون إلا الظن وما تهوى الأنفس ولقد جاءهم من ربهم الهدى أم للإنسان ما تمنى فلله الآخرة والأولى وكم من ملك في السماوات لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله لمن يشاء ويرضى إن الذين لا يؤمنون بالآخرة ليسمون الملائكة تسمية الأنثى وما لهم به من علم إن يتبعون إلا الظن وإن الظن لا يغني من الحق شيئا فأعرض عمن تولى عن ذكرنا ولم يرد إلا الحياة الدنيا ذلك مبلغهم من العلم إن ربك هو أعلم بمن ضل عن سبيله وهو أعلم وهو أعلم بمن اهتدى ولله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض ليجزي الذين أساءوا بما عملوا ويجزي الذين أحسنوا بالحسنى الذين يجتنبون كبائر الإثم والفواحش إلا اللمم إن ربك واسع المغفرة إن ربك واسع المغفرة هو أعلم بكم إذ أنشأكم من الأرض وإذ أنتم أجنة وإذ أنتم أجنة في بطون أمهاتكم فلا تزكوا أنفسكم هو أعلم بمن اتقى أفرأيت الذي تولى وأعطى قليلا وأكدى أعنده علم الغيب فهو يرى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين ربي شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لسان يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Dear brothers and sisters and welcome to this session number four in the uh, tafsir of surah al-najm and uh, we continue to follow this uh, Quran as revealed the tafsir of Quran as revealed as we have always uh, uh, always uh, mentioned that we started with the first surah revealed surah iqra uh, 
then we talked about Surah Al-Qalam, then Surah Al-Muzammil, the Muddathir, Al-Fatiha and so on. And uh, we started recently the Tafsir of Surah uh, Al-Najm in the same sequence of Revelation. And this Surah uh, is still within the first Surahs revealed in the first years uh, uh, in Mecca. And uh, you remember that those years in Mecca were the uh, years of uh, fear, uh, uh, fierce struggle, if you will, between Iman and Kufr, between the new deen arriving to this earth uh, through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam being the messenger of Allah and against the uh, beliefs and the religions which associate with God other other gods or deny the existence and the, uh, the existence of God altogether. And this surah, it begins, uh, it started with this Let me remind of this uh, uh, starting of the surah, which usually the start of the surah has very big significance in the meanings of the whole surah and the uh, nature, if you will, of the struggle between Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one side leading Islam and Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab and Al-Walid bin Mughira leading the Kufr and the association uh, of gods uh, besides or next to Allah Azza wa Jal. So this ayah started when Najmi Ida Hawa and I emphasize that this is uh, stating that look this star or the stars which uh, the people usually take it as guides in their trips especially when things uh, become so dark and the roads are not clear so you need some guidance you need a gps if you will you need some type of navigation so the the star used to be the navigation guidance for people so the allah says even this star which can be used as a guidance can collapse and will collapse so this najm will fail on the contrary, on the other side, مَا ضَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ Your friend, your partner, talking about the Prophet وسلم, will never be lost. مَا ضَلَّ means get lost. Someone gets lost in the desert and uh, uh, woods and forests and places where roads are not clear. You, you can easily get lost and you, you lose your directions. So the uh, Allah says, look, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can never lose a direction because his guidance comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. مَا ضَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْدٌ يُوحَى His guidance is a revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal. And not from a star, not from man-made laws, not from any system, not from any idea. So this is the subject of the surah. Subject of the surah is who is on the right path and who is on the wrong path. Who is... Uh, who can be in principle can be lost in his life and lose it, who can lose directions and who is all 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 the time always on the correct path and he has a clear roadmap and clear milestones on the road and last time or the then after the surah we talked about how Allah Azza wa talked about the strength of this revelation and the strength of the wahi and that this is a fact this is a reality this is not fiction, this is not imagination, and that the Prophet did engage with Jibreel, peace be upon him, the Malak, the angel that Allah, whom Allah designates as a, a media of communication between Allah and the people, to, to, and that's what's called the revelation. Uh, and then uh, last time, uh, the uh, Ayat spoke about this issue of controversy around the angels themselves and about gods, if you will, when he talked about Let's just look and, and look at this Allat and Al-Uzza, those two gods of Quraysh. Which is a fair, yet a fair idol god. And then we concluded last session with this ayah number 23 where it says these are nothing but names but titans that you give to these idols to those in fact and, and i was i elaborated a lot not only to the stone idols but these are names and titles you give to your legislation organs the uh, uh, organizations 
today you call it a congress, you call it parliament, you call it uh, the council of people, just to give it a title so that you can derive your rules and laws from it. Just like the titles you give to uh, to your uh, uh, idol gods in the in the past history. Today, the world repeats the same thing. You just provide titles, a king, a president, uh, a ruler, a leader, a council, uh, secularism, democracy, capitalism, socialism, patriotism, nationalism, all types of these isms. You just give it names and then you start building around them empires and the states and legislations and people uh, uh, fall victims to these so-called gods. And those are really, Allah Azza wa has not given any authority for any of these names, any of these titles, any of these entities. It's only Allah Azza wa Jal. And then uh, 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 there was a point, a catchy point when, when it says, They just follow some uh, uh, guesses. Avan is a guess. It could be a best guess, it could, could be a worst guess. But it's not a knowledge. It's, they don't follow certainty or knowledge or uh, uh, reality that is proven through a mental process. They don't do that. They follow desires, they follow their guesses uh, uh, and their desires. Although uh, Allah has given you guidance, so you have no excuse whatsoever to follow these uh, uh, titles, these names, these idols, uh, to worship anyone but Allah Today, let's continue here where it says, and I think <coughs> I touched on this, insani or you think that you really have it your own way. You just think, <coughs> and this is ayah number 24, uh, do you think as people, that you will take it your way. Matamanna means your way, your desire, or your wish. This is how you see it. This is what, let's say, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, when he uh, and Voltaire, when they composed their theory of the social contract, they said, well, let's try to see what is best for the human. Uh, we need some type of will that will be that is able to derive and execute a law whose will should it be my will or god's will or our collective will uh, eventually just they come to agree okay we don't need god's will anymore because god's will had been uh, uh, abused if you will by the church at one point of time the priests the uh, rabbis the uh, religious clergy, especially in, in, in Europe, uh, in medieval ages, they have exploited and abused this so-called the will of God to rule over the lives of the people. So let's exclude that. We no longer need that. Okay, whose will should that be? The kings, the uh, emperor, the uh, president, the, uh, the mullah? Who, who? They said, oh, this can be can can have some uh, big error margins. So let's have a collective will. All of us collectively we make one will, and then we settle on this one. But the the, the main point: keep Allah or God outside the picture. That's their thought today. That's how they think. That's exactly how they thought back in the uh, at the time of the revelation of the surah in Mecca. The people of Quraysh. That's what they used to think. Oh, who is this God of Muhammad that's coming to rule over our life? Who is this God of Muhammad who is going to equate the, the slaves with the, with, the, with the master? Who is this God of Muhammad who, is, who has his uh, new laws and regulations for dealing with money and wealth? What you can uh, invest in, what you cannot invest in, how you are going to use your money. In fact, this is what they, uh, the people of Shu'aib they told them, Shu'aib the Prophet, peace be upon him. This Qaliya Shu'aib, the people who, who rejected Allah Azza wa Jal, who did not believe in the message of Shu'aib. Ya Shu'aib, listen. Is it your prayer, which means your deen, actually wants us to uh, uh, to deal with our money according to your, to your God and your regulations? We thought that you were uh, uh, wiser than that, you had more wisdom. But 
as of now, since you are telling us what to do with our money, with our wealth, with our life, with our uh, ethics, with our morals, you no longer considered among us as one as wise. So here, the people of Quraysh used to say that uh, uh, about their, their own gods and their own elites and their own people of power. And today, the people of the world repeat the same thing. They say, it's us, it's our freedom of choice. We have to choose freely. Our own uh, thoughts and our own dreams and our own freedom Without my own personal freedom, I want to choose what law I accept and what law I reject. What path I take, what path I do not take. This is what you wish to have. Do you think that's going, is that valid? Here Allah is asking, is it really true that it can happen that way? And the answer immediately comes, Remember, remember that to Allah belongs the Akhirah, which means the, the, the day after, and the current one, the life after, and the life today, the uh, Akhirah and the dunya, the uh, earth, the universe which we live in today, and the universe which we will live in after the resurrection. Uh, uh, Allah owns all that it is in this life, whether it's today or tomorrow, whether it's today or day after tomorrow, whether today in this life or after the life after death. It all belongs to Allah. So don't bring this issue that you have it your own way. The person, the human, shall not have it his own way. We shall have it the way of the one who owns, who has, who has the capability, who has actually brought you in the first place in this world. This is who should have the ultimate rule and the ultimate say on how do I live or how the people, humanity should live. Do you really want it to have it your own way? You can't do it because it, the whole life belongs to Allah Azza wa What really this means is without, without Allah, you would not have been here in the first place. Without Allah, without Allah, you will not have the accountability, you will not have the account, accountability that, you, that awaits you in the day of judgment. There is a day of judgment. There is an akhirah. If today, because you, if you say, oh, uh, let's forget about the day after. I just want to live my day today. If the, it was that case, if it was only for that type of life, which is the life of the day, the life of today, maybe we could have an argument. Maybe we could have an argument or a debate on who should say what, who should have the final word. But if it is two lives, two lives, one of them you can argue about, can you argue about the Akhirah? Can you argue about the Day of Judgment? Can you argue who has the upper hand on the Day of Judgment? You cannot argue because you don't own it. You don't even know it. You did not even create it. You did not even have its rules or boundaries. So Allah has the boundaries of this life and the boundaries of the life after. Has the scope of this life and has the scope of the, of the life after has the uh, ownership, complete ownership and power over this life. He has the power over this life. Why? Well, because he's the one who created you in the first place. He gave you your ability to breathe, your ability to, to drink water. And then he gave you the water that you drink and the air you breathe. He gave you the ability to function in this world and he can block that ability. Actually, he, he made it absolutely perfect in a manner that you cannot even imagine how you can uh, open your eyes and see you can uh, uh, listen and hear and you can taste eat and taste and, and all of these issues that are uh, it seems sometimes trivial to you but when you think about it it all belongs to Allah that's when we say Lillahi al-akhirah 
تو الله عز وجل بلونج ذا اخره ذا اخره مينز ذا دي اوف ججمنت اكاونتبيلتي هافنز جنه جهنم هيل اكاونتبيلتي ريورد اند بانشمنت اند ات ويل كم ان فيو سكندز اند هي اونز ذس ون ذس ون ذس لايف ات هاز ذا ذا فانكشن اوف ا ليفينج بيينج ات هاز ذا تريز ات هاز ذا The, the plants, it has the earth, it has the minerals, it has the water, it has the air, it has the gravity, it has the light, it has the, the waves, the electromagnetic waves that carry your voice and the electromagnetic waves that carry the, 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 the image of people and image of things that brings them to your own eyes. All of this is belong to Allah Azza wa Jal. No one created that, but Allah did not come by itself. And those who say it evolved, evolved from what? And what who who in, who installed the laws? If you even if you say that the Earth evolved somehow, but who installed the law of gravity? Who installed the law of propagation of uh, 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 of electromagnetic waves? Who installed the laws of the the, the uh, uh, travel by the light or by the sound? These are laws. Laws do not evolve. Laws get installed and set up, just like the laws in my computer. And how it works and how it functions. Somebody has to set it up. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, keyboard and the screen and the metals and the silicon inside. It does not make a computer work. You need to install certain programs so that it can work. Allah to Allah belongs the life, this life, with all that is included in the word life. Humans, plants, uh, animals. Uh, stars, uh, mountains, etc. And then now about the Akhirah, because Allah says, فَلِلَّهِ الْأَخِرَةُ belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal the Akhirah. Immediately the next ayah says, وَكَمْ مِنْ مَلِكٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ Look at how many angels are in the heavens. لَا تُغْنِي شَفَاعَتُهُمْ شَيْئًا If they wanted to enter fear with the uh, with the uh, with the decision of Allah Azza wa Jal so that they can uh, uh, impact a decision or a reward to be increased or a punishment to be relieved uh, and here Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about the hereafter about the second one now which which we know nothing about which the people know nothing unless Allah Azza wa Jal tells you so Allah Azza wa Jal says okay let me not argue with you about the ula Because you have lots of arguments. We had seen Darwinism, Darwinism, Marxism, uh, atheism. Uh, uh, all types of people do argue because they they pretend or they think they know about this life. Okay, forget about this. I'm not going to argue here. Let me tell you about something that you have no clue whatsoever about. Look how many angels. Do you know how many angels in the heavens? Of course not. You don't. You don't even know whether they have existed or not. You don't even know a clue of what a malak or an angel is. But here I am telling you, Allah says, I'm telling you that there is this life after where the uh, angels are so many, which you don't know how many, and nobody knows how many. And I will give you some uh, uh, glimpse about some of the actions that you may think they do. You may think that there is an angel on uh, will come someday in the hereafter who will intervene between me and God and Allah and this angel will provide me some type of relief and forgiveness. Allah says this is bluffing. How many Angels, no matter how many, their intervention, they're trying to interfere with the uh, uh, rules of Allah absolutely has no impact, absolutely has no uh, influence on the decision of Allah, absolutely has no power to alter a decision made by Allah on the day of judgment because Allah owns that day, it's His, it's His. absolute monopoly and authority on the day of judgment. So these so-called the angels that you claim that, can, that they can interfere on your behalf, they will not be able to do, that, to do so. 
Shafa'atuhum shay'a. Shafa'a means to come and ask uh, and, and, and let's say uh, extract a pardon. Let me use some of the uh, legal terms these days. You need, uh, remember when uh, the uh, last days of Trump, when the people, those who uh, uh, stormed the Capitol Hill building, and they, uh, many of them went to jail, I think more than 45 people who went to jail. And then uh, the president uh, of the United States, Trump, uh, the last uh, uh, decree he signed or order, presidential order he signed was to pardon, pardon those who have been convicted by court. Now here, the court on the day of judgment is the court of Allah Azza wa Jal. No one has the right to pardon them. Absolutely not. Not any angel, no matter what title he has. Uh, contrary to the claim of some of the kuffar or the uh, atheists, disbelievers, who say, oh, Muhammad, uh, look, your deen, uh, it's fine, it's good for you, it's not good for me, but you could be punished for that. Oh, don't worry about it. There are some angels uh, uh, on the day of judgment. They will interfere on our uh, behalf and they will extract a pardon for us. No one can extract a pardon and from Allah except the one that Allah permits. Permits. Until and unless Allah permits to whom our Allah wishes. That Allah wishes and is satisfied with. So Allah He wants, let's say, this uh, uh, brother Ali, someone who has uh, uh, committed some sins, and Allah with His own uh, Almighty knowledge, His own uh, uh, absolute knowledge, He sees that uh, this person uh, should be pardoned for one particular act. As I said, for something that Allah knows about, I don't know about. Then he says, okay, he would ask some of the angels to enter to, 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 to request the pardon from Allah. The, so the pardon has to be first approved, second, to be requested by Allah, third, to be accepted, finally, and uh, Allah is pleased with it. So, which means that this Al-Akhirah, you know nothing about, it belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal. So, if this Akhirah belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal, then you should realize that it, you should not live the way you think you, you want to live. As the social contract says, or as what democracy claims, the, the rule of the people by the people for the people, or uh, based on the material evolution uh, as uh, uh, Karl Marx claims that this is just material evolution and you should only discover what the what the matter tells you to do. Let's say if you want to eat a piece of bread, you have to be able to extract from the piece of bread how it wants to be eaten. This is crazy. This is, this is exactly what the material evolution talks about. You extract your laws, your rules from matter. Not from God, not even from people, not even from your minds or brain, but from what matter tells you. You have to extract the laws and the rules from matter. This is absolutely insane. Now, however, ayah 27, Allah says, Now here comes the catch. The one who do not believe in an akhirah. Now he doesn't say the ones who do not believe in dunya and an akhirah. Or al-ula wal-akhira, or al-akhira wal-ula, because al-ula, the first one, the first life, we live in. So it's not a matter of dispute. Although, let me uh, uh, back off a little bit, some of the philosophers, very, very, very few, who claim that our life, entire life, is illusion, it's not reality. And in fact, one of those philosopher, philosophers, his name is Kim, who used to say, how do I know that I exist? How do I know that I am living? Uh, I need a proof that I am here. So he wants to, the, to that extent that denies even the life that he lives in, so he needs uh, a proof for that. 
And beyond that now, in, in general, the, 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 the question or the, the, the dispute is about the belief in an akhirah. Allah says, فَلِلَّهِ الْآخِرَةُ وَالْأُولَى Ayah 25 Allah, To Allah, Allah Azza wa Jal belongs the akhirah, the, the second day or the day of judgment or the second life, and the current one, Al-Ula, the current one. Now, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Now, Allah started arguing or giving this argument about the hereafter. After all the hereafter, you know nothing about. Well, not only that, not only that, this is some, some people who don't believe in an akhirah. They just make some, some fun uh, uh, in a sarcastic manner. They say, oh, don't worry. We will find someone who can give us a pardon. Plenty of angels there who will work on our behalf. Just like slaves. They think that malaika or angels can be, can be enslaved as much as they have enslaved people. Like America today enslaves nations. They would say, well, if I am able to enslave nations, if I, if I am able to uh, recruit Russia to work on my behalf in the world affairs, if I can influence China to work on my behalf, if I can subjugate the people in Egypt or Iraq or, uh, or Syria or Libya to work on my behalf, oh, then I'm too powerful. Well, I'll find someone who can work on my behalf and who can make me a deal. Just like Trump, he has this book about uh, making a deal. So he thinks that everything is a deal. I will, I will have someone who can make a deal on my behalf on the day of judgment. So that's the issue. Look, you know nothing about that. Absolutely zero, zilch, you don't know. So actually you don't believe in the day of judgment. That's what it is. It's not that uh, your uh, conceptions are, uh, uh, are messed up uh, and absolutely distorted, but you don't believe in the day of judgment at all because you don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about the second life until and unless you believe in Allah who owns that day and you believe in Allah who designates a prophet like Muhammad and you believe in Allah who sins with Muhammad Quran and you believe in these words that are spoken by Allah through Jibreel to Muhammad then you may be catching part of the of the truth or the fact you have to believe first but the truth of the matter you don't and the fact the fact that you are claiming that the angels those you think that they can pardon you or can can interfere uh, uh, on behalf of you and make a deal with god uh, on your behalf you are calling them uh, 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 females you give them the female names those who believe or do not believe in the day of judgment in the yom al-akhir they claim or they say that oh, the angels are female in fact uh, uh, the uh, uh, one of the ayah earlier which says uh, in fact ayah 21 when, uh, and 22 where Allah says, You have the male uh, kids, and Allah has uh, female uh, daughters. They, they used to claim that uh, uh, the angels are the daughters of God, the daughters of Allah, which is absolutely ridiculous. And here Allah says, Look, this is not about misunderstanding or the conceptions about the, the uh, angels, but it's the fact that you don't really believe in the day of judgment. The fact that you are saying that you are giving them, first you are giving the angels uh, 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 names which are female names. Second, you are claiming that these angels can work on your behalf and can be, be your dealers, your, 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 uh, your brokers on the day of judgment. Let's make you a deal. You might be able to go to, to Jannah. Let me see. Or let me talk to uh, uh, to this entity called God and see how I can pardon you and give you uh, a piece of Jannah instead of going to Jahannam. I will make it happen for you. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. That means these are signs that you really don't believe. That's the, 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 uh, the reality. And then now in Ayah 28, Allah now makes a statement, a broad statement. 
a statement that can be used as a law, as a rule. You quite often you do some analysis, you do some talk, uh, and then at the end you make a general statement that is applicable for uh, for days and years and all times to come. وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمِ The truth of the matter. وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمِ إِنْ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنِّ وَالْمُرْطَعِمْ وَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ لَا يُغْنِي مِنَ الْحَقِّ شَيْئًا First, these people who make claims, any claims about the day of judgment, الآخرة, without knowledge, مَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمِ They have no knowledge. And sometimes you say, مَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمِ Allah is denying altogether. They don't have علم. They don't have knowledge. What is it that they have? إِنْ يَتَّبِعُونَ إِلَّا الظَّنِّ They are just following some guesses of one. I'm guessing. And sometimes we use the word, oh, I'm thinking. Actually, they are not thinking because thinking provides knowledge. They are just guessing. They are... Uh, their emotional response, or they just heard it somewhere without any investigation, without any analysis. You just follow a word, uh, 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 unproven statement, which is called avan. Avan, avan, and I talked about this is the, the second time this surah talks about the difference between alm avan. The avan is uh, a level below knowledge. Knowledge means. I know as a fact, and I know as a fact I need an evidence. You know as a fact, you must have an evidence, you must have a proof. You must have looked at the supporting evidences to find this is true. Like when, when you want to talk uh, uh, about the, the let's, say, let's take the, 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 the most difficult question, about the existence of Allah Azza wa Jal, the existence of a God, the existence of a Creator. When Someone comes and says, you know, I do, I cannot reject the fact that maybe a God had created this world, but it doesn't have to be only one. Could be two or could be three. That statement, when you add to it, at the first one, you can qualify it. You can qualify it. You could find an evidence, an evidence that you look at the uh, everything in this world uh, you find that it does have a limit in time and cannot be eternal. And had it been eternal, then it could have been something else immediately at the same time. So the earth can be an earth, a sun, a moon at the same time. The world can be one or can be many at the same time. This is impossible. That's the, not the reality of the world. So I find that evidence say, oh, this is علم. This becomes علم. علم, be, علم does not mean, mean science. Science is one form of علم. One for actually, it's one form of attaining علم, of attaining knowledge. To get the knowledge, you may need to be a scientist or to read science or to be in the science field. Science to to uh, analyze and to find out the truth, facts about things. You may arrive at at علم or may you may arrive at something below علم, الظن. Now, in the issues of اليوم الآخر. To talk about who the angels are, what can the angels do? Can they work on your behalf, or they cannot work on your behalf, or can they, or are, are they only uh, 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 entities that were created by Allah to fulfill the orders and the will and the execution of Allah So, in order to find all of that, you have to have a knowledge. You have to have a, a knowledge, a concrete knowledge. Knowledge means concrete here. Ilm means concrete knowledge, not just uh, the, the word knowledge. Sometimes can include vagueness. But here, in the in the Arabic language and in the Quran, when it talks about ilm, it means the concrete knowledge. The knowledge beyond any doubt. Avan, it does have a doubt. So these people, they follow things which are doubtful. And then, finally, says, إِنَّ لَا does not qualify to establish al-haq. Al-haq needs to be established beyond doubt. Al-haq, which is the truth. Al-haq means the absolute truth. The truth that cannot have a second argument. The truth that cannot be ignored. A truth that cannot be uh, rejected. A truth 
that, uh, that, that can be always uh, matched to reality and always can be matched to reality and can be comprehended by the mind. This is haqq. Al-haqq is the absolute truth. So this absolute truth cannot be cannot be established with a dhan. Dhan will not stand, will not stand for haq or to prove al haq or to be a substitute for the haq. It cannot. So here is now uh, 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 an issue that I want to emphasize when we uh, you find some people who talk about aqidah now, not only tafsir, a belief. The aqidah, the aqidah is a belief in what? In Allah Azza wa Jal. That Allah is a creator, that Allah is a Rabb, that Allah is a Rahman. In the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal designates messengers with proofs to the people, like the Quran. In the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal created yet a second life besides this one, the first life we live in. And the second life is a life of judgment and arbitration and accountability. This requires ilm. This requires ilm. It's not sufficient to have one here. You cannot arrive at a conclusion in your aqidah, in your faith, something that you build your life upon, something that you can die for, something can you live for, something can you rely on, at tawakkul. When we say tawakkul, Allah rely on. This belief that allows you to understand the reality of how you want to behave vis-a-vis the fact that there is a God behind this world, behind this world. This is haq. This requires haq. This requires absolute certainty. You cannot be if and uh, if and but. One, one day one brother was asking me the question. He says, brother, you have been talking about aqidah, about iman, all of this. Let me ask you a question, praying and fasting. Let me ask you a question. What if after we die, we don't find no day of judgment, no jannah, no jahannam, nothing at all? That question, that question of after death, which means the start of the second life, whether it's eternal life in grave or eternal life in the hereafter, it cannot be subject to what if. You have to resolve this what if now. Now, not tomorrow. You have to resolve it. You have to find al-haq now. Al-haq that, yes, indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal, lillahi al-akhirah. To Allah belongs al-akhirah. So Allah does have an akhirah. I have to resolve it now. I cannot build my life on what if. Because if it comes to the mind, what if I don't find Jannah? What if no life after death? And I keep it unanswered. How is my current life going to be? How am I going to, to conduct my life, my current life, based on the fact that there will be accountability? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So here Allah is making this broad base, if you will, we call it qaida, uh, that's his building. These people don't have any knowledge. What do they have? They have one, something below knowledge. There is doubt in their ideas and their thoughts. It's not concrete. But, and then he says, by the way, in the this inconcrete knowledge, unproven ideas, ideas that could be doubted, will never stand in place or in replacement or opposed to al-haq, which is the absolute certainty. So absolute certainty, al-aqidah, the iman of akhirah, the iman in akhirah, in the day of judgment, and the iman in the one who owns al-akhirah, who is Allah Azza wa he says, فَلِلَّهِ الْآخِرَةُ And the, the knowledge and the belief about the fact that this day of judgment will be accountability day, as we will see in a second. And the fact that there are angels who work on behalf of Allah Azza wa only, only these are entities created by Allah to execute his orders. That knowledge, that haq, needs to be established with utmost certainty. It cannot, it cannot be established with anything less than cert certainty. And to find out 
to find out the the uh, uh, certainty uh, means that's your job or my job too our job is to find what is the means of certainty how do i arrive at uh, uh, certainty uh, what type of evidence what type of thoughts i need to have in order to arrive at uh, uh, at certainty so i will never be uh, just uh, 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 I, will, I will never be uh, thinking that i'm certain when i don't even use the tools of certainty just like we do it in science sometimes in our uh, labs we we have ways to find out oh uh, uh, what does it take to get a 99.5 percent uh, uh, accuracy of my result. I know what it takes to do that. When I run my programs, I'm a computer engineer, I know what does it take to find that my system is absolutely reliable with, let's say, uh, 10,000 mean time between 10,000 hours uh, between uh, failures, with the call it, let's say, my reliability. I will, my computer, my system, I will create it, it can run 10,000 hours before it uh, uh, before it dies out and i can do that with let's say 89.9 or 90.1 percent certainty it's not absolutely certain but i can i know the tool to get it more certain what if i want to make it 95 percent more certain so i need to do more analysis and more thoughts what if i want to do it 100 percent oh i need to do more time in testing, more elaboration on the material I use, more uh, intelligence and research in my programs and so on. So we know the tools. So I know the tools to attain a certain level of uh, certainty, which is which has some doubts, let's say uh, 0.1, 0.2, or 10%, 20%. We know that. Now, in the same thing here, when we talk about uh, our Iman uh, uh, and our uh, the belief in Al-Akhirah and in the Aqeedah, we also know how to do that. So there are ways and methods that allow you to get the absolute certainty, which is Al-Haq, and to get over Al-Dhan. So but the bottom line, I cannot have my Aqeedah, my faith, my Iman, which has the main, the, the, and I, will, uh, I cannot have my aqeedah, my iman, my faith based on anything below al-haq, below certainty and knowledge. And uh, this aqeedah which I am talking about, uh, we are talking about three major issues that have to be absolutely certain. Number one, the fact, Allah, the fact that Allah is a creator for this world or the creator for this world and he is one and only one and nothing can be associated with him and this world cannot have two creators number one number number two number two that this allah Azza wa Jal, uh, uh, has created this world uh, and the hereafter and the hereafter is uh, the al-akhira is for accountability so i have to be accountable for my work on the day of judgment so that i better behave according to the my belief in Allah Azza wa Jal, I don't uh, uh, miss with that. And the third thing, that Allah Azza wa Jal conveys his message, the way he wants the people to live and behave in this world, so that to gain his uh, uh, acceptance and satisfaction on the hereafter, Allah Azza wa Jal conveys this message, this what we call the Sharia and the Deen and the laws and the rules of Allah and through messengers that he chooses and selects to be the messengers for the people to learn about the Deen of Allah. So these are the basics. These are the major foundations. They have to be established with haqq, with absolute certainty. And al is not sufficient here. al which is below certainty, is not sufficient. So this is ayah number 28, which really makes this very precise rule on how do you attain a belief? How do you attain aqeedah? Uh, and of course, uh, 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 this stands tall and giant 
in front of the people, all types of people who do not believe either uh, in Allah uh, altogether or do not believe that Allah sends messengers so that the people live according to the rules and the laws of Allah or do not believe in the fact that Allah will hold you accountable for your deeds. So this stands tall for them because if because all of their uh, 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 claims about these issues of the aqidah are based on one. They are not based on uh, on facts, uh, and that really disturbs those people, especially the ones who claim the that the, the, the science and uh, modernism and the fact that uh, uh, they are uh, progressive. Uh, at the end of the day, all you are following is a one. وإن الظن لا يغني عن الحق شيئا فأعرض عمن تولى عن ذكرنا ويوم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم just do not do not give a whole weight أعرض عن means look aside look aside on the one who runs away from this ذكر تولى عن ذكرنا who runs away from the reminder of Allah Azza wa Jal, a dhikr reminder. And the reminder here comes in the form of a Qur'an. And that's why the Qur'an is called dhikr. Because it's a reminder with the absolute haqq that comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Those who now uh, uh, pay attention here. Allah Azza wa Jal is uh, uh, given this uh, uh, two opposing pictures. One about al-hayat al-dunya, this life, and the one about the akhirah. And he just mentioned in the previous uh, uh, ayat, which is ayah number uh, 25, where he says, To Allah belongs the akhirah, the second life, and this one. But this, the one who is running away from the dhikr of Allah, from the reminder given by Allah, from the Quran revealed by Allah, from the message given to Muhammad, who is running away from that, who is running away from Islam, from the Sharia, from the Deen, from the complete laws and the systems of Allah Azza wa Jal. What is it that he's looking for? He wants to emphasize Al-Hayat Al-Dunya. وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَاتِ Dunya. He says, you know, just talk to me about this life. Don't talk to me about Akhirah. Don't even bring that to me. وَلَمْ يُرِدْ Does not want any. Does not care about. Does not care about Al-Hayat Al-Akhirah, the Akhirah, the, 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 the second life only about this dunya. This type of, now, uh, of person, telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, leave him alone in the sense, leave his ideas alone. But don't leave him alone, not giving him da'wah, because that's a different story. Look aside and don't be impacted by him. Don't allow this type of thoughts and ideas and split between akhirah and dunya to impact you, and here I want this to be uh, uh, to be really clearly understood. Today, our problem, our real problem, the whole world is what is called the split between these two entities of the aqidah, the accountability on the day of judgment and this life, and that's why this whole ideology of the world today, what's called democracy, capitalism, secularism. Uh, uh, civil state, all is based on splitting between what is called religion and dunya, and this life, separation of church and the state, they call it, or separation of church and life, that's when the church was the main, the main issue, and today they talk about religion in general, including Islam look, what Islam, keep Islam in the masjid, don't tell me about what is going to happen on the day of judgment if I deal with riba with interest with usury that's my life that's my life don't interfere with my life don't interfere with my life when i take uh, 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 women and womanize with anyone without a, a marriage contract with zina don't interfere with me this is my life what am you this is my life now i want to increase my wealth with trillions of dollars, okay, without having a backup with gold and silver as Allah in the 
through the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam indicated to us. You talk to him about that, say no, 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 don't talk to me about that. This is my life. I can expand and grow my money, my wealth the way I want through riba, through usury, through uh, gambling, through prostitution, through drugs, through alcoholism, through exploitation of the wealth of the people, through wars that consumed more than 80 million uh, lives, First and Second World War, only for money and wealth, the wars that uh, destroyed Iraq and Libya and Yemen for oil and wealth, the wars that destroyed Africa for gold and, and uh, diamonds. This is my life. I want to grow my wealth the way I want. Don't tell me that your God or my God or his God is going to interfere with that. He runs away from the dhikr that Allah revealed, the systems, the deen, and the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, al-akhira He just said that in, in the previous uh, uh, ayah, ayah 24 and 21. And this type of people, the ones who run away from Islam today, and that's our problem, as I said, with the one who says you have to split, you have to split between deen, which is which has to do with akhirah, and the dunya, which has to do with this life. He says, Arab, get away from, don't even don't even listen to them, don't even give them a chance to deceive the people. Don't give them a chance to bring this concept and make it popular because it's wrong. It's dhan, it's not haqq. These doubtful ideas are nothing compared to the absolute truth. The absolute truth is that Allah is the God who owns this life and the hereafter. The same level. No difference. Does not want, does not accept, does not even want to talk about anything but this dunya. This dunya is my life. I live in this life the way I want, with my own will, with my own social contract with other people. We we want to find out how do you, we want to live. Leave Allah outside the picture. Leave Al-Akhirah outside the picture. Don't bring accountability on the issues. Don't, whatever you legislate, a law, a law that, let's say, legislates for the uh, sale of drugs or marijuana, in some states in, in, in America or in Belgium or in Holland. You want to legislate that. Don't even bring the issue that the one who created marijuana and the one who created the people who smoke it says, don't do that. If you do it, I will hold you accountable on the day of judgment. So don't, don't, even, don't even bring this into the picture. Just bring, is it in my best interest in the, in the interest of the of the drug traffickers or not? Yes, it is. Then this is my dunya. This is the the farthest they could go in terms of knowledge. The farthest they could go in their knowledge is this dunya. Referring to the last statement in the previous ayah. He, he wants nothing but this dunya. To this type of people, Allah says, ذلika, that what I have just described, that they want this dunya, that's the their end of their knowledge. The farthest they go in their knowledge. Allah knows exactly who is on the right path and who is lost. And that reminds, again, remember I mentioned this the, the title of the surah and the first uh, few ayats bring the scope. It's like when you read uh, an article uh, without comparison. You see an abstract, few words or keywords. These keywords keep repeating and showing up, popping up in the surah. Here, in Rabbaka, Allah knows who is going to be lost, who loses his path. The one whose star, navigation star, if you will, will collapse and will fall down. Allah knows that. 
knows who, the one who can get guidance, the one who gets guidance is the one who attains the knowledge about this life and the hereafter altogether. And I'll stop right here. This is ayah number 50, uh, because the next few ayats talk about uh, 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 now deeds and how Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about some uh, people who commit sins and violates the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal and go against his guidance and so on. So we'll talk about them next time, inshallah. And I will stop right here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We'll take some of your questions if there are any questions. Ibn Abdullah, what tafsir sources do you use? Is there any qualification required for tafsir of Quran? Well, the uh, tafsirs I used, I used the uh, uh, Ibn Kathir, uh, number one, because uh, provides uh, uh, date or timing issues of the surah, uh, the environment in which it was revealed. Uh, I also uh, use Al-Tabari and Al-Qurtubi, these are the three major ones which I use, and also sometimes I rely on uh, some interpretations uh, made by Sayyid Qutb. But remember, what we are doing here, we are not reinventing tafsir. Actually, that's why we, we said this is tafsir of the Quran as revealed. We are just uh, uh, trying to uh, use the same tafsirs of the same scholars of these which are found in major books which they have done excellent superb job now to put it in the perspective of the time it was revealed at the time it was revealed in either in mecca or later on in medina uh, and the nature of the struggle between the uh, or the, the struggle ideological struggle especially and the arguments of ideas and the method of the Quran in dealing with this uh, uh, environment, and then how it applies to today's, how can you transfer that understanding as if with this, when they, these ayats, how they would conform to our reality today when we read them and see what is happening in, in our world to make it relevant to our case. So that's the idea of uh, the... Uh, the tafsir, but the sources, the exact meanings of words and titles and some uh, uh, phrases, sentences, it's all in uh, from the prominent tafsirs that have been uh, uh, established and have been uh, composed many years ago. Okay. Do we have any uh, other questions, brother? Okay. Uh, is it possible for you to start the session with translation and meaning and then explaining it? Uh, well, I tried to do that ayah by ayah, uh, but this is a good, uh, uh, good reminder. I used to do that in my previous sessions where I take the translation uh, ayah by ayah, verse by verse, the exact translation, then I go into the uh, commentary on, on that. Uh, thanks for reminding me. I'll try to stick to that. Although I, when I do an ayah by ayah, as you noticed probably, uh, I try to uh, do the uh, uh, translation as uh, as I go. But I will do that. Th thank you. Thanks, Um uh, Maimouna. Uh, do we have other questions, brother? <laughs> Question, why do scholars state explain Quran like this? Usually to this question, I respond, we ask scholars. We ask them, why, why are you explaining the Quran, the tafsir, which is most of the time is correct explanation, but without providing it the context of the current uh, events. Uh, sometimes it might be the... Uh, the obligations of some of the people who do the tafsir, obligations due to the, the current status quo they live in, uh, in uh, the political system, the, uh, there are all types of restrictions, uh, because I don't think it's really the lack of knowledge, it's the lack of, uh, the lack of uh, 
ability maybe or the will to uh, to go to this extent uh, but as i as you notice i i'm i'm hesitant to comment on what other people uh, don't do we try to uh, to do our best and let the people uh, listen and understand and later on they will be able to uh, to make their own judgments although it's not necessary really it's not necessary to necessary uh, to make judgments about the work of other uh, uh, people we'll just try to understand as much as we can and thank you for the question uh, do we have any more questions brother uh, moderator uh, my moderator says no more questions uh, it's already 11.35 p.m. my time, so uh, we might as well uh, stop right here and next time, inshallah, we'll continue uh, the rest of this uh, surah, uh, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for uh, being uh, in the audience. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.